0: I want to speak about hope. And I know we've spoken about it quite a lot, but I think, believe that God really wants to get into our hearts the importance of having, uh, as children of God, how, how important the hope for us is. Not only for us, but for the world. Um, and I'm just, I'm just going to read one verse, and it's a verse that we quote quite a lot. Um, and uh, it's from Romans 15 and verse 13. And that's quite simply this: May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may be overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, those that were very observ- were here last week and observant, you'll notice that Jamie quoted that part of his his speech, uh, uh, preach, and and um, uh, I'd already decided to to speak on it. Um, It's a really important verse for us, um, and uh, the reason for it is because God wants us to be not people who are overcome with anxiety and fear. Now, and, and let's face it, if you, if you look at the world, and I guess it's always been the case, but t- somehow t- to me it seems even more so now than, than a few years back, there is so little hope in the world today, um, and there is so much anxiety about so many different things. Um, If you look at things like climate change, and knife crime, what's going to happen about Brexit, um, the lack of funding for the NHS, all these things uh, bring about a sense of concern and fear uh, and Uncertainty about the future, and uh, and as Christians we can get wrapped up in that. Now it's not to say we don't get concerned uh, and uh, aren't uh, we don't ignore these things. We don't say oh it's irrelevant. We're not we're not bothered by it. Um, it's right that as Christians we uh, we have a voice in some of these things, um, and uh, that we uh, we get involved in in helping uh, the situation in the way we live and the, the way we act. But what we mustn't do is get, uh, get caught up in the anxiety and fear that is so, so obvious and so prevalent in society. Because that's not what God wants for the children of God. They don't want us to, God doesn't want us to be uh, ignoring these things and just saying, well, it doesn't matter. But on the other hand, on one, one hand, but he also doesn't want us to get so wrapped up with it that we are absolutely fearful of the future. And, uh, and as we look at the New Testament, we see a people who um, uh, were not wrapped up with fear. I mean, they also didn't have some of the advantages that we have. They didn't have an NHS. They didn't have uh, uh, you know, a welfare system, um, however not very good it is, but they didn't have it at all. Uh, they had no uh, safety net in their society. And yet they were people that were overflowing with hope. Uh, you see it all the time. If you look at the, the book of Acts, there was a real sense of hope. Uh, and, and hope is, if you want to define it, is, is, uh, hope is the expectation of good to come. And uh, and so these these uh, these, these Christians uh, who had been with Jesus and um, who uh, you know and had seen him going back, back to heaven, seen him die and, and raise again, were so full of hope that they it overflowed into the society around them, and and they were marked out with people that that even in the midst of difficulties and suffering, they were overflowing with hope. And that is what I believe God is calling us to be, to have that confident expectation of good to come. And I'm not just talking about the fact that, that as Christians we have this hope um, of heaven. We're not called to be people who are simply hanging on uh, until, uh, until Jesus returns or until, uh, until we die and go to be with him. Uh, I remember uh, you know, that sense of... of uh, you know, I, I, the churches I've been part of in the past, where they were simply, you know, gathering together week by week, just uh, just managing to survive, uh, hope, hopeful that well, one day Jesus is going to come back and sort it all out. Which is not really a great way to live, because the problem with that type of mentality is that when the world looks at that, it thinks, well, they're just the same as us. They've got nothing to, to offer us because they're just as frightened and, and hemmed in as we are. And so this verse is talking about a hope that overflows. A hope that, and, and, and overflow is not simply that, you know, when something overflows, it means that people around can get hold of it. If it's just held within us, then, you know, that, that's limited. But when, when you overflow, there is, there is stuff for other people. And uh, the same phrase is used uh, one other time in the New Testament, and it's about when uh, Jesus fed the 5,000. And, 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 and there was a picture there of, uh, uh, you know, of, of the, you know, Jesus prayed over the bread and they, the, the, the five loaves and two fish, and he spread it out, and, and they collected, at the end of it, when everyone had eaten, they collected uh, nine or whatever basketfuls of food and it, and they describe that as overflowing food and it's the same word that used and the same sentiments used here is that there was enough of this food to, to feed and more and so god is looking for uh, is encouraging us to be people that overflow with so much hope that the world grabs hold of it and and says do you know what i want some of that how can you be so full of hope when the world is in such a mess and and that's what god wants us to be like so how what is what is what is the key here what is the key to this well in very simple terms it's trust and it's interesting that what god has been speaking to about us about this morning is quite simply that we trust in our father who loves us. We have a Heavenly Father who has called us and has made us His children and He wants us to trust Him. And it's a wonderful picture of, uh, you know, and we've had uh, at our, our Christmas gatherings, we've had um, some some new additions to our family, our wider family, with some babies. And, uh, and it's great. When they are held by, I mean, these are, good babies, because they don't mind who holds them, as long as the person holding them is holding them tightly, they are at peace. They are quite content. If they, if they feel that this person is a bit nervous or is about to drop them, they get a bit nervous, not surprisingly. Uh, uh, babies don't like being dropped, I, f- I understand. Um, but if they're being held tightly, they are perfectly at peace, unless they're hungry. Um, and they're at rest. They're not concerned because they feel and they know that they're safe. And they trust. They are simply trusting the person that is holding them, that they are going to keep them safe. And that is a picture of what God, how, God wants, uh, how God wants us to view him. That in the, all the circumstances of this life, whether it's be the, the global stuff that's going on or the personal stuff, he wants us to know that we are held by him. And in all circumstances, that will never change. And that we can trust that. And because of that, and as this verse says, we can be full of joy and peace. Now if you look at that verse, hope and joy and peace cannot be there if you're fearful. It's the opposite of that, isn't it? If you have fear, you're not going to be full of joy and peace. And it comes through trusting the God who loves us and who has saved us. It's very simple, and yet actually, it's more difficult than we sometimes uh, give credence to, uh, sometimes talk about. Trusting means to continue trusting, both in the good times and the bad times. Trusting is about is not a once-in-a-lifetime event. I trusted Jesus when I became a Christian, and everything else follows on from there. Because at times, that trust is challenged. And at times, that trust, uh, when we go through... Uh, challenging circumstances. And what we must never say when we look at verses like this is that we can hope and trust in God because the future is going to be perfect. Because we know that isn't true. We know in reality challenging times and difficult times can and do happen to the child of God as well as to those who don't know him. And so the hope we have isn't optimism that the future is going to be rosy and that nothing bad is going to happen. That's not hope. The hope that we have is in a God who is with us and for us and who holds us and who will never abandon us. And so we mustn't peddle a, 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 a simple or an easy Christianity to say, come to me Come to Jesus, and your life is going to be wonderful. And because the problem with that is if we do that and people hit difficult times, then they've got no sense of, you know, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up, you know, I I became a Christian, I came to Jesus, and I thought it was all going to be good, and now I'm hitting a really tough time. This isn't what I signed up to. This doesn't seem to tie up with what you told me and I I want us to to be clear that the Bible doesn't sugarcoat our lives as Christians and we know that but sometimes we can get hooked up on on simple verses uh, and believe it's all going to be good when in reality as many of us know life can be difficult life can be tough But we aren't to fear what's going to come. The psalmist, uh, Psalm 112 verse 7 says, uh, talking about the person who trusts in God, it says, he will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Now note this psalm isn't talking about he will have no fear of bad news because he'll never get any. He's saying, actually, I'm not worried about bad news happening. I'm not worried about that, because I know my God is for me. I'm trusting in him. I know that he's going to take me through this. I know things are going to work out for the good. I have hope. I have a confident expectation that good is coming, because my God is for me and not against me. And as we go into this new year, I don't know what's going to happen in the world situation. I don't know what's going to happen in my personal situation. I don't know what's going to happen in yours. But I do know that there is a God who has me at his heart, who's holding me and will bring good things into my life. And that is the essence of trust. Not that things aren't going to go bad at times, that things aren't going to be challenging, but that actually I have a God who loves me and who will hold me and will be with me at all times. And, and the writer of, of uh, Romans addresses this as well in, uh, in, in the verses before that. Romans 15 verse 4 says this, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through endurance and the encouragement of scriptures, we might have hope. Now, in that verse, the writer is calling not only to have, you know, the, the first we looked at is about trusting and having hope, but actually there is a place of enduring and then calling upon truths to enable us to get through to hope. It's so important for us to understand that actually there is a call for us to endure and to persevere, to receive and to get hold of the hope that we have. Because we can face these challenging times and we can start doubting and we can start considering well, where's God in this, why has God allowed this to happen, why has why this come upon me, and why has it come upon my family, why has it come upon uh, this nation, whatever it is, we can start questioning. And what God calls us to do is to say, actually in those times, that's when you need to persevere. That's when you need to press through. That's when you need to hold on to these precious truths that I have in the Bible. And so it's why the the study of the Bible, why reading the Bible is so important, because that enables us to have hope. Because when we read of what goes on in the lives of of the likes of of David and uh, um, uh, Job, uh, these are challenging people, uh, Abraham, uh, um, Joseph, all these people in the Old Testament went through challenging times. They, uh, they weren't simply, they didn't come on this earth to live a wonderful, happy life and then went to, went to be with Jesus. That's not how it worked. They went through some really challenging situations and yet they hung on and they persevered and they saw the goodness of God. And if you read them, that's why the the, the Bible looks at, look at the scriptures, look at what happened. Don't just think, oh, you know, I'm a Christian now, everything's going to be fine, and if something starts going wrong, God's abandoned me. (coughs) It's a challenge, but it's something that we have to work through as we face these challenges. I'm not saying that we will not get rocked at, at all by these things. I think they come... To perfect our faith. They become to mature us as Christians. But actually, there is a place for us to um, press in and to endure and to keep going. The verse that Katrina read out um, in, uh, in Romans 5 3 and 4 says, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that sufferings produce endurance, and endurance produce character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint. So we're called to endure. And in in this coming year, I believe God wants us to be overflowing with hope in spite of what may or may not happen in our lives. So that we can demonstrate the reality of God who overcomes all things for us. And we can demonstrate the reality of a God who loves us, who is for us, and who will never let us down. There's also encouragement, though. Uh, and I, I love the way God, uh, so the writer, says this. If you, Because um, it says about through endurance and the encouragement of Scripture, we may have hope. And then the next verse, uh, Romans 15, verse 5, says, may the God who gives, in, who gives endurance and encouragement give you the spirit of unity. He not only... In, tells us, endure, but he enables us to endure. As we go back to him, he will enable us to persevere and to endure through the difficult times. He gives us hope. He's the God of all hope. He is the God who enables us to endure and calls us to endure. It's wonderful that God never asks us to do something that he then doesn't give us the strength to do. He will always do that when we trust in Him. One of the things that Katrina was talking about, we in our family have faced many challenges uh, over the last few years in various aspects of it. And it's very tempting in those times to question why is God doing this? Why, why have you allowed this to happen? we talked about that in relation to uh, my sister in law. We're thinking, God, why? You know, that doesn't she was, you know, why does that happen when she is a, such a, a, an integral part of their church and, and the work she was doing? And then various other a- aspects of, of, of our, you know, and I'm sure you all have these. Issues and these these challenges in your own personal lives. Why is this happening? Why 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 did that that doesn't make sense to me? Why if you're a God who loves me and who is for me, how did this happen? And and, and we can face these challenges. Um, and they're genuine and real, and I'm not, I don't want to criticise, because we've been through it as a family, and we, we go through it, that we get challenged by things that happen that seem to make no sense, which are really hard for us to deal with. And it's those times, and, and it's so important for us to realise that that is part and parcel of what it is to be uh, alive, Challenges happen to everyone. Challenges take place. We don't get immune from those. But then we go back to God. We go back to God. We don't run and hide. We don't run away. We don't say, this is too much. I'm going to disappear. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm finding this too hard. I'm going to run away. I'm going to, I'm going to find something to, 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 as Jamie puts it, self-medicate with so that I can, I can get rid of the, the pain that I'm feeling. And that is a temptation for us. We can, we can look for uh, a way out through all sorts of different, different things. And, and it's understandable. I don't want to criticise people for doing it, but actually it's not what we're called to do. We're called to go back to the one that is trustworthy. We're called to go back to the one who says, trust me. And that is a, so often that can be a daily discipline. I'm going to get up this morning and I'm going to go back to the God of all hope and I'm going to trust him. And it's a decision that we make day by day, particularly when we're in the middle of a challenge, when we're in the middle of those difficult circumstances, when, when, when it's not changing, when it's going on and on and on. Daily we get up and say, God, I'm going to trust you today. I'm going I'm to depend upon you. I'm going to go back to what I know to be true, that I'm a child of God, that you love me, and that you will work everything out for my good. There's a verse I love, and God reminded me a number of times during this year, uh, of various times, of Psalm 27, verse 18. And it's David's saying, and it's a wonderful psalm, and I've probably said this before, Psalm 27 is probably my favourite psalm. Um, and he says at the end of there, you know, he's, he's talked about how, how, you know, the goodness of God and how good he is, and then at some point in the psalm, he t- there's a real change of emphasis, and there was clearly a struggle that he was going through. And he was, he's, I'm going to stay steadfast. And he says this at the end, he says, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I am going to, I'm going to, st- Stay true. I'm going to be confident of this. I am confident of this. And I'm going to take heart. I'm going to wait for God. It's a sign of real trust in the midst of difficulties that we say, God, I am going to keep hold of you. I am believing for good things to come, and I'm going to wait for you. And in your time, I will see good things happening. In time, I will see this thing uh, break. That may be tomorrow. It may be next week. It may be in a year's time, maybe two years' time. We've been praying for Jenny for two years. We've started to see, well, we haven't. We've seen it all the way through. We've seen the goodness of God. Now we're, we're seeing it in greater measure. And it's wonderful. But it took and it takes perseverance. And obviously we're standing further away than, than my brother and, 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 and his children. And they see it day by day. And yet they are staying steadfast and strong. And it's a wonderful ex, uh, example of staying strong in the midst of challenging situations. God wants us to trust him at all times. We will receive, as we go through these things, lies that will tell us you need to go this way to get out of this, you need to stop trusting God, you need to do this, you need to do that, he doesn't love you anymore. They will come into our, our minds, they will, they will speak to us. Satan is, gets us at often the, our lowest point and will speak things into us which are not true. And we need to then, that's why we need to go back to the scriptures. We need to go back to the word of God. We need to go back to what God has said through prophetic words. We need to go back to the things that we know are true. So that we can get hold of truth that will defeat the lies of the enemy. And as we do that, so our faith will grow. And so our trust will be stronger And so our hope will start overflowing. And it's a process, and it's something that we need to be uh, stewarding ourselves of. That when we are, uh, we need to be, uh, again, another thing that Jamie says quite a lot, is we need to be stewards of our own thoughts. We need to be aware of what is going on in our minds, and that we need to stand against them and persevere and say, no, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to listen to the Word of God. I'm going to listen to what... Uh, what Jesus says about me. i want going to s- w- listen to what God says about me in the Old and New Testament. I'm going to look at the lives of people who uh, persevered and saw victory. And I want to give you, uh, just as, as I sort of come to an end here, an encouragement that we, uh, we know, but just to remind you of, And that's this, is that if you, not only do we find encouragement in Scripture where people have persevered through suffering and through difficulty, but the reality of it is, and this is the way that God designs things, is that actually all major breakthroughs and victories come through perseverance and hardships. We see it most clearly in the life of Jesus. Nothing would have been achieved had he not suffered and died. The suffering that Joseph saw as he was sold as a slave by his brothers and then was put into prison uh, and and all that sort of stuff, the victory that he saw in Egypt when he was raised to uh, second in command and was able to feed uh, Israel would not have happened had that suffering not taken place. And we could go through all of them. David, uh, you know, learnt in the midst of, in the desert where he gathered men around, he learned what it was to be a true king in the midst of a difficult, suffering time and became the greatest king Israel ever saw. And so all these things were there to hone these people and to bring about a great victory. And so when we are going through these times, we need to have in our mind that God is doing something far greater than I can ever imagine. And that actually, unless there is that suffering that produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope, there will not be those victories and those breakthroughs. I wish it was a different way. I really wish it was a different way. I wish God had designed the world that actually breakthroughs happen when we're lying on a beach in Barbados. And actually, you know, that, that, that's the best way or, or, or you know, wherever wherever your, your happy place is, whatever that is. If that was, or if a cosy bed on a cold day, or whatever it is, but that's not the way God designed it. God designed it that actually it is through perseverance, it's through suffering, it's through going through these things that we get amazing breakthroughs. And we can, and we have liberty... Uh, and I believe through Scripture, to believe that when we are going through these things, good breakthroughs and victories are coming. That actually, it's not simply, oh, we're suffering, and it'll stop, and nothing changes. No. So there is a good thing, there is a, a, a development happening. There may be an amazing victory that takes place. There may be, there's certainly a maturing that goes on in us, there's no question about that. But actually, that when we look at situations, we don't look at them hopelessly, but we look at them with full of hope. Actually, do you know what? Something amazing is going to come out of this. Something good is going to come through. Because actually, God working this is going to work this for good, and this perseverance and this thing I'm going through is going to result in something amazing. Therefore, I'm going to endure, and I'm going to endure with hope, trusting in a God who is for me. And we need to to get hold of these truths. This is why we need to eat up these scriptures and say, do you know what? I am going to claim the the life of Joseph. I'm going to claim the life of David. I'm going to claim it for myself because he went through tough times and then saw amazing victory. That's going to be me. That's going to be me because that's the way these things work. And I'm going to carry on trusting God. Despite what it looks like, despite the pain, despite the difficulty, I am going to carry on trusting the one who has called me to be his own, who loves me, who is for me, and will never leave me. So I don't know what's going to happen this year, but I do know that God has good things for each of us. He's got good things. I have confidence that through this year i 'm going to have good things happen in my life in the life of my family, because God is for me. I, there may be challenges. we may have to put go through and press, press through, but actually good is coming, confidence is coming because i 'm trusting in God, and that is a daily thing that we do that I do that I get up in the morning i 'm saying today god i 'm going to trust you, regardless of what goes on because I know you're for me and I know good things are coming. I want to just finish uh, with an example um, which most of you will have heard but I just was amazed uh, just to hear that testimony on the Nepalese Sunday. And I just want to remind you that maybe maybe some of you uh, weren't there but um, uh, Burr was a, a man who came to us with his family, uh, very seriously ill. We were praying for him, um, praying for him to be healed. Um, and um, and I, I remember, you know, praying personally for him and for the family and, and just crying out to God that it wouldn't it be a wonderful testimony to the Nepalese community and those further around if he got healed? Thinking that, that you know, almost telling God what he should be doing. And, uh, and as we know, that God didn't heal him, and uh, uh, he did become a Christian. He came to Christ, which is the greatest thing for him. Hallelujah. And yet, through that suffering, we felt, I felt quite despairing, really, And, and you know, going to the funeral and uh, seeing what, what took place there. And yet, God was at work. And those that heard the testimony, I was just bowled away by it. And I, I, you know, and the wisdom of God in this is incredible, because you, in my head, I was thinking, God, if you healed him, that would be a tremendous testimony. But actually, God had other plans. God had other ways, because you know, and the testimonies that we had were all about that. Actually, in Nepal, with the witch doctors and the spiritual healers, healing is not a big deal. It takes place. Uh, they, you can call in one of those, and they, and you will have your symptoms go and We had testimonies of that, and I, I was, so actually, the spiritual world is well known in Nepal. The problem in Nepal is that these people are left in fear and in dread and no peace, and they 're troubled and what what happened to Burr was so different, and to his family, and it was wonderful to see, is that what God brought into their life was hope. What God brought into their life was peace and joy. And this became such a testimony to those around. Yeah, he wasn't healed, but why, why are you not upset? Why are you not all you know fearful? Why, why, why are you at peace? What is it? What, what have you got? What, what, because I can get this healing from these other people, but I cannot get peace. I cannot get hope. I cannot get uh, joy through these things. And that was the testimony. That was a testimony of, of the, of the um, son and daughter and, and of Burr himself. And that spoke so much more than the healing would have done. Well, in God's way, that's what God did. He said, I want to speak through giving these people hope and joy and peace. And that's what spoke. And that's what has had an impact across the Nepalese community. Because these people um, you know, have experienced so much of dread and fear in their society. And now they see something different. And I, I, I was so amazed by that and so encouraged. And so God wants us to have that same sense of hope and peace and joy because we trust. And then when the people look at us, not that we're disinterested in all these things going on, but actually the reason I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, and Peter says, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that you have. Do it with gentleness and respect. Peter was expecting the Christians to walk around and for people to say, why are you so hopeful? Why, have you, why are you overflowing with hope? Why aren't you frightened like the rest of us? And then the answer is, well, I, I've got a father who loves me. Amen. I'm trusting in a God who is for me. Hallelujah. I've got someone who is on my side and I know good's coming. That is different to the society. That is different to the world. And they will see it because it overflows from us. And so God is calling us to be those that day by day make that decision. I'm going to trust you today, God, despite all that's going on around me. And despite all that's happening, I'm going to trust you that actually good is coming for me, my family, for this area, because you are good because you love me and because you've called me to have hope and I'm going to go back to you time and time again and I'm going to overflow with hope through the Holy Spirit so that the world can see there's a different way. There's a different way of living and it's through Jesus.